Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where your host, Alison K. Summers, is searching the globe to introduce you to cutting-edge thinkers and entrepreneurs whose stories will inspire you to innovate your own business life. Having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, Alison is taking her own experiences to help today's CEOs and professionals meet the ever-changing demands of the future of work. Now, here's your host, Alison K. Summers. Well, is it exciting to be here today with you on Disruptive CEO Nation? Our story today is going to come from Germany, and we are going to discuss and learn all about distributed cloud computing networks. So our guest today is going to tell us about his wonderful founder's journey from being an expert in biochemistry and now is ready to take the world by the storm of disruption in this cloud computing network space. So without further ado, welcome Dr. Max Pinker. Hi Alison, thank you for having me. So Max, I've given you a build up. Tell our listeners what the company is and what you're doing today in the world. Well, our company, HiveNet, is working in a very important and disruptive area. Um, you must think about it. Um, today, every person has at least one computer. Many have two, one at home, one at the office. And we are actually spending a lot of time in front of our computers. At least it feels like that. But if you're actually doing the math, um, then we quickly see that we are only using our computers for some hours per day. For, for a human, that's a lot of time, but from the computer's perspective, this means that the computers we are having are not used most of the time. And we believe this is um, a poor use of resources, especially if we are looking at the commercial computing area, at cloud computing where big cloud computing companies like, for example, Amazon and Microsoft are making several hundred billion dollars of revenue each year by renting out computing mm -hmm. resources. And what we are doing is we are developing a software that gives every computer owner around the world a technological basis to rent out their idle computing power to paying customers. And I think this is such a great concept and, and I wanna dive deeper into it. But as I said in, in the intro, cloud computing hasn't always been your, your thing. So, so give us a little background on, on how you got to be so passionate about this topic and, and bringing it to everybody's households. So where did you start? Well, originally, you're absolutely right, I did something entirely different. I originally studied biochemistry and I did this up to a doctoral degree, so I spent a lot of time with that. And after that, I entered the pharmaceutical industry where I worked for several years. I started as a laboratory head at a large corporation, then I became a head of quality and then later I became a project manager where I in the end led large corporate projects with up to over 500 people working on them, generally across several countries. Um, though 
um, what, what about about the motivation. Um, generally, I believe that the the why you are doing something is very important um, because I believe you should never do a job just for the money. So. I myself was always very motivated to change and improve things. Um, well, this of course helped me a lot of uh, a lot of the time in the pharmaceutical industry to do a good job, um, because whatever job I was doing, I was um, quickly able to um, improve um, the situation. But I mean, you know it um, better than me if you're working in a large corporation and you want to change and improve things, at some point you run against walls. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I know that all too well. It's it's very difficult to steer the ship in a different direction um, and, and disrupt a business model within an existing corporation. So I can appreciate yeah. the comment. Yeah. And... So this, if you want to change and improve things and, um, and people want to keep stuff as it was always, then um, you, so, you soon um, will feel that this is maybe not the right thing for you, that it becomes frustrating. Um, so I was always um, um, also um, trying to learn additional things, to look at other things that are interesting and um, I must say I was always also very interested in um, computer topics, in, in computing topics. Um, so for example, what a customer is doing in, in cloud computing, I did already something um, like that um, during my biochemistry studies. Um, so in, in early 2018, we finally, we initially had the idea for HiveNet and um, we quickly um, noticed that um, finding a solution to the, to the um, problem of um, the underused home and office computers in the world, um, that this is something that um, can deliver a responsible use of so many resources all around the world. Um, this is something that can reduce, for example, electronic garbage by thousands of tons each year. Um, not to speak about um, a reduction in energy consumption. And um, this is something that um, was, um, yeah, very, very interesting, very driving for us. And um, I mean, the, the knowledge to, uh, to be able to deliver on such a disruptive technology mm -hmm. and um, this motivated us and um, especially me um, to say at some point, um, well, doing a corporate job, running against walls, or actually doing something that is exciting, that can change a significant part of the world, that can do a real value add, um, it was an easy decision for me. Well, you know, Max, I, I think when we've talked before, and what I know about the cloud network computing, it, I, I, I don't immediately think about reducing electronic junk, but I myself have a, have computers sitting in the garage that I need to dispose of, and I guess I hadn't thought about it that way. So yeah. interesting how you're looking at the societal impact on so many different levels. Yeah, I mean you, you must just think about it. With such a technology, you have so many possibilities to. Um, disrupt many things. I mean, you as a computer owner, 
if you can make an additional income with something that you have anyway and are not using when you are asleep or when you are on holiday, for example. The, the, the customers who can save a lot of money because um, they don't have to pay large corporations who have to um, buy new hardware, have to, to pay the amortization, have to pay room costs, cooling, um, management, all that stuff. Because your computer, it's already readily available. It's already managed by you. Um, well, nature, have, so many, ask, many things. What's the caution or, or what's people's original reaction when, when you're telling them? Because I, I agree in five and 10 years, this is gonna be so commonplace. Yeah. But, but today there's still probably a lot of questions about security and data and, and all of that. And so what's your response to people when they ask you those types of questions? Mm. Yeah, that, that's true, um, especially uh, um, early on, we noticed that um, many people are skeptical. They say, no, that's not possible. And they, they have all um, then a different, uh, see a different aspect why it should not be possible. But um, the truth is, and this is something they don't know, is that um, technology has proceeded during the last years a lot. Many of the security aspects that are relevant in such a network, they're already solved because the big cloud computing providers, they had to solve them for themselves already because mm -hmm. they to provide security for their data centers because they can't, um, they can't allow that their entire data centers can get, is getting infected with a virus, for example. Um, there are several um, things, however, that um, need to be combined differently than they are combined now. Um, new developmental steps that need to be taken because a, a, a distributed computing network, it's something different than a local uh, centralized um, computing center. Mm -hmm. Well, let's take a step back because if you go to HiveNet, um, I, I really appreciate all of these things are, are, are laid out on your, on your site and information for people to look at. And you have this this wonderful visual of you know where you're at in this roadmap process to where you perceive where you're going to be as a launch. So let's talk about the the operational side of building your company and, and the, the team because you clearly have have partners and other people that have come together with you on this project. So from concept to where you are today, can you give us some background on you know, the different milestones in that process of gathering the right people who embraced your vision? Mm, sure. Um, well, in early on, um, this was at the beginning of 2018, um, um, it was just an idea. We saw the, 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 the big gap in, in, the, in the allocation of computing resources. And we uh, um, started by um, growing the team with experts who uh, bring into the, the project what we needed. Um, because at the beginning, we were um, an experienced project manager, that's myself, mm -hmm. um, an experienced finance manager, and um, had a friend who could give us a bit um, of an understanding of what um, the technology provides today. 
but that's far away from bringing something like that to market. So we first had to grow our team with different experts, experts in, in the blockchain technology, experts in cloud computing, in cloud security, in uh, different aspects um, of computing and security. Um, we had to add marketing people to the team. And, and Max, uh, we know those experts don't work for free. <laughs> so how did you attract well, them? <laughs> well, there are two things. Um, first, um, from a financial perspective, yes, they do. Um, yes, they do work for free right now. Um, the thing is, um, HiveNet is a very big vision. Um, so um, those who are on the team now, they are, um, they are convinced of this vision. They know that this vision can become reality. And once it becomes reality, it will have an extreme impact on the world. Um, and the other thing is, um, we are um, in the, with our, um, with, 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 the, with the distributed computing, um, if you want to do this commercially, um, this is not possible without the blockchain technology. Um, so you must, um, now, now this is maybe a bit of a longer story I already <laughs> used for that. Um, if you think about a distributed computing network and you have customers who are split all over the world, for example, you are in Chicago uh -huh. and you are using this service and you are maybe paying $100 for a specific service that is distributed to, for example, 100 different computer owners all around the world, all in different countries. How would you do the payment? This is actually a big issue because if you want to send $100 to 100 different computer owners in different countries, um, the banking fees, depending on where these people are, um, would be a multiple of these $100. So this would not be possible. Um, by using the blockchain technology, you're on the other hand able to, um, to uh, have these transactions free of transaction costs. You can um, transfer um, customer payments into an inherent cryptocurrency of this network, send this cryptocurrency to the computer owners, which are, as said, split all over the world, and they can, at their location, um, automatically transfer their um, cryptocurrency in their local currency. So you can um, get rid of the transaction costs. Yeah, now, and you know, Max, I, I've worked internationally for a very, very long time now. And the amount of money just globally in the world lost over currency translations and banking fees mm. is immeasurable. And so yeah. I'm a, a big fan of businesses you know, investigating this area even more. Yeah, 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 you, you say it, yeah. And the, the thing is, since we are having this inherent cryptocurrency in the network, which is inherently necessary for this network, um, we have the opportunity to also um, pay the team um, with this cryptocurrency so that team members always know, okay, right now this cryptocurrency, it's difficult to, um, um, to, to sell it, but um, once the network is 
um, life, there will be an inherent demand for that. And by this inherent demand, they know that this cryptocurrency can actually raise a lot in value, um, creating um, this initial payment um, uh, very profitable. Well, thank you for explaining for explaining that. I I don't think I've I've heard of a startup company. I mean, I'm sure you're not the first, but I haven't really heard an explanation the way you've given it of a of a company building and building value in mm -hmm. cryptocurrency for the yeah. that initial startup team. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually not our idea. There are um, startups in the blockchain area yeah. that for years. Um, that's um, in this. Um, um, business area, um, pretty much standard. Yeah, well, see, and, and you know what, Max? I've <laughs> never started a, a blockchain or a cryptocurrency company, so, so hadn't Not yet, yet, who knows what Not will happen. Yet. Right? who knows? <laughs> um, I have great friends like you, and, and I'll, be, I'll be in business. Um, so if I look at, and I know the listeners can't, can't see what I'm looking at, but I'm looking at the roadmap that's on, on mm -hmm. Hybrid, and it's, it's got all of your milestones and have you found that you've been able to um, progress with your milestones pretty much at the, at the pace that you've laid out? Because it's an ambitious roadmap going from 2018 to 2022. Yeah. Um, are, are you, have you had any, any stumbling blocks or lessons learned? Things are going, going on track? Um. Well, generally, um, when you have a project of this size and you're planning several years ahead, then there, you know it, there's always a situation that some things are slower than anticipated, some things are faster. Um, and this is pretty much the same for our project. There are um, some things where we notice things are a bit more difficult. This has to be pushed a bit. But then there are also things that, that we um, were surprised how quickly they could be done. Um, so if I um, would have to sum everything up, I believe right now we are quite well on track with our um, roadmap. Um, I have a very good feeling about that. So <laughs> explain to us that um, part of what you're doing right now is you're in a token, you're in a token presale. Phase. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. um, as said, we have a cryptocurrency that's inherent of our network. And um, what is not, uh, companies in the blockchain area are not very, not just very often paying um, their team with a cryptocurrency, but this cryptocurrency is usually also used um, for the funding process of the company. Um, so what is done is that big parts of the cryptocurrency that will later inherently run in the network are sold to the public um, for two reasons. First, obviously to give an initial funding for the company mm -hmm. to, to be able to scale, to hire more people, to um, do everything that a company needs to pay for. And the other thing is, um, such sales of tokens are helping with a very important thing. 
if you have a currency, no matter what currency it is, whether it's a cryptocurrency or the US dollar or the euro, whatever, you need to have it distributed because if people don't have it, people can't use it. And such a sale is helping with that issue. It is distributing the currency to a lot of people, thereby decentralizing it, making it possible to have a high liquidity to use it for actual payments. So I want to flip and ask you, Max, what are you doing for marketing for your current, for your current brand and to build awareness for your organization? Mm. It's actually a wide set of things. Um, the first um, thing is a very organic one. Um, that's basically a passive thing. Um, you must know in the, in the, in the blockchain um, area, um, there is a large community of people who are very interested about new projects, who are very proactively are, um, are getting information about new projects, looking for new projects, also to buy tokens from. Mm -hmm. um, so what we noticed after our website went online and we started our social media channels that um, um, very organically we, we got a quick increase of um, people who, who started following us in our social media channels who um, wanted to get more information, who were starting to build a community around HiveNet. Um, additionally, what we are actively doing is we are constantly providing people with new content, with um, interesting things about HiveNet, about um, specific details. We are um, going to a lot of meetups, to um, conferences, to present HiveNet, to network, to talk to people. Um, and we are always trying to be as transparent as um, possible. Um, when people are answering us questions. Um, because I believe um, if you want to do a serious business, you must give answers to those people who, who care about this topic. So I'm going to flip on you, Max, because you just talked about doing serious business. And I know, <laughs> I know on your profile, it says you have a strong history of overachieving set goals. I, I yes. love that. So, but seriously, and it's you can't be serious all the time. <laughs> So um, what, what do you do? I mean, you know, people who are in the throes of, of a major startup like, like you are and with this huge passionate vision and getting the word out, uh, surely you have to have time to relax and enjoy yourself. So is there other things that you do to get, bring yourself some, some just an edge of balance? <laughs> um, actually, actually, there is um, um, 102 days ago, uh, my first child was born. Um, Fantastic! <laughs> um, but on, on the one hand, um, um, one could say this is an additional, um, um, uh, some, something, something in addition that um, robs you of your sleep. But um, on the other hand, um, um, being able to um, see your child every day um, and, and it's actually very, um, very great. Whenever I see him, he sees my face and just starts laughing. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's giving you so much energy. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, no matter if he's crying, um, tired or whatever, if he sees my face, he's laughing. I mean, sometimes it's the way that he starts 
smiling for for a moment and then less than a second later he knows wait i'm still hungry and and goes on crying but um <laughs> at least for a moment you always notice he's happy seeing you <laughs> well in in doing what you're doing and what you're putting out into the world it's it's got to be that more real when i mean i i'm a mother of three mm -hmm. and I like to think a lot of what I do is to to think about and inspire my kids that they can do more and be more in, in the world. And so surely there's got to be some connection between, you know, your your massive vision and belief in HiveNet and thinking about now what your son's world is going to be like. I mean, it, yeah. it's just going to have no boundaries. It's going to be so different. Um, well, I'm glad to know that you, you clearly had some extracurricular activities um, aside from your... But there's no time left for anything else apart um, <laughs> from seeing my, my wife and my child, I can assure that. <laughs> yeah, I can just, I can just now, I'm, now I'm laughing because I'm thinking about your, your very neatly laid out roadmap with all of these milestones and then you add children in there and, and it, it, yeah. it's, it, it makes it all a, a, little, bit, <laughs> a little bit different. Um, but no, I know you've got a, a great, a great team and I encourage people to take a look. And, and so um, on that note, Max, how can people connect to you and find out more? Mm -hmm. That's actually very easy. Um, if you just enter in Google HiveNet, um, then you already find us. Um, our website, hivenet.cloud, um, provides also uh, a lot of additional information um, a lot of documentation about the project. There you find all the social media channels and we are very active on social media. Um, so you can find us nearly everywhere. Um, and if anyone wants to connect directly with me, I'm on LinkedIn. So just enter my name and you will find me there. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And I encourage our listeners, whether you're interested in, in, in cloud computing or blockchain or, or other things, I do recommend that you go take a look because it is has things laid out very simply. They have a blog. And I think with any of these new technologies, a little bit of research demystifies so much. And so for that, Max, I thank you so much for sharing your story and wish your team great luck as they continue to build your company. And I have to ask, if we came back in five years and talked to you, what's the vision? What, what, are, what do you think you're going to be telling us that the story is at that time? Well, first, thank you. Um, yeah, what's in five years? Um, well, the goal is quite clear. Um, the goal is that by then HiveNet will have disrupted large parts of the cloud computing industry and should be one of the most um, famous and successful technology startups in Europe. <laughs> uh, there you go. And I'm so, I'm so thrilled to have had this conversation with you today and I look forward to that. Um, to everybody in our listening audience, if you know of a CEO or a disruptive entrepreneur that we should be speaking with, go ahead and send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, keep your eye on the future. Thank you again, Max. Thank you again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.